This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. So many Americans are really having a tough time. They don't know what to do. There are a lot of people, a lot of people in this audience that just haven't made up their mind. Uh, They don't know what to do. Donald Trump doesn't reflect them, but they don't want Hillary Clinton. I know I'm in that boat. So what do you do? I think this has to be a personal decision that nobody can box you in guilt you into it, shame you into it, or talk you into it. This has to be a logical decision where you go in eyes wide open. Yesterday, we had pro-Trump supporter Scotty Nell Hughes on. She gave her perspective. Today, the flip side. David Harsani, senior editor of The Federalist. His point of view begins right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. David Harsani, a guy who's uh, who left the blaze and left Mercury. Bastard. Uh, yeah, I would like to say bastard, um, but I'm forced to say I respect him. <laughs> uh, he left for the uh, Federalist, uh, and he's the senior editor of the Federalist, and the reason why... I I joke about him leaving is I think he's one of the smartest people that we have had walk through the doors uh, of uh, Mercury. Uh, And now I'm left with Pat and Stu. But um, (laughs) he is really brilliant and a brilliant writer and a brilliant thinker. We wanted to get him now to give the perspective of why he's never Trump. And even with the prospect, and the only thing I'm going to ask all the way through, and David, welcome to the program, the only thing I want you to battle here for, for people is, yeah, but Hillary Clinton, she's horrible. Yeah, I think P.J. Rourke said she's the second worst thing that could happen to America, and I, that's how I feel. <laughs> and uh, the only part of their argument that is, makes some sense and makes me think a little bit and take a little bit of a step back is simply the court. Um, but I think there are worse things in the court that could happen. I, you know, just to give you an example, I think if, if, if Donald Trump did something that was unconstitutional, court says you can't do it, I, I think he would probably say, who's going to stop me? Where's your army? That sort of thing. And, and I think that Hillary would actually probably not do something like that. So in some sense, I trust, trust her more. I can't believe I'm saying this than I do Donald Trump with, you know, constitutional norms. Mm. But <laughs> okay, she, she uh, is what I keep telling people on Facebook is she is the devil we know, right? I mean, everybody's rolling the dice with Trump and saying, "Well, he won't do that." Well, you don't know what he's going to do. First of all, there's every indication he just might. Well, right? there's there. I mean, there is there's some disturbing signs. Uh, today, there was another one where he said 
Hugh Hewitt should not, because he came out against Donald Trump yesterday, Hugh Hewitt should be disinvited and not allowed by the GOP at the convention. Those kinds of things scare people. But then again, we know that Hillary Clinton is just a less effective face of Saul Alinsky than, than Barack Obama was. Yeah. Right. And she will be, you know, the political enemy. And it's better than having someone on your own side corrode mm. all the things you believe in and destroy your own party. A party, for me at least, is just a vessel that has, you know, that I, uh, you know, that allows or a vessel that sort of accomplishes some of the things I care about ideologically. I mean, if they abandon all those things, then what's really the point of a political party? And uh, hearing the argument that I should support a political party simply because it is the political party that, you know, people suspect or think I should support, it doesn't seem like a good enough reason. I mean, it seems like a immoral reason, frankly, just to vote for someone. And Donald Trump is going to destroy the things I care about from the inside. I'd rather have the enemy and fight the enemy I know, as I think Pat just said. It is. Uh, it's, it's I hard. mean, it's. it's I mean, that's so right. You're hard. right where I. You're right where I am. Uh, I mean, I just think the GOP will unite against Hillary Clinton. What, um, David, what about the the idea? And I get this from a lot of people. It, it, we yes, we know Donald Trump will be terrible on some things. We know that. Um, however. And we know that he doesn't tell the truth about everything. However, at least he's saying some of the right things, and there's a chance he might do some of the right things. With Hillary, you know, basically a hundred percent of the time, she's any going of to them be right. wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I suppose that that's true. And listen, I'm, I'm sure sometimes he says things, and I want to I want to cheer a little myself. I mean. You know, Mm -hmm. I get why people are excited about a candidate who will talk to the establishment and talk to Washington and, you know, the way he does. I mean, I think he's a complete fraud about it, but he does it. Um, But in the end, you have to take a sort of 30,000 foot view of what's going on, not just one or two issues. It's, you know, I I look at it this way. Hillary is going to be an ethically compromised, unpopular president who will not be able to get things done because the Republican Party will unite against her. For me, that... Uh, that sort of setup is a lot better than having uh, Donald Trump, who might occasionally do something right, but also, by the way, might occasionally do things with Democrats, you know, on trade or whatever, uh, that are even worse, I think, for the working class than anything Hillary has, uh, you know, waiting for them. So for me, just taking it as the overall, you know, looking at it overall, I just think that the the Hillary presidency would be better for conservatives. Are, is there a candidate out there that you're looking at, uh, David, that you, you like in, and are leaning towards yet? You mean like as a third-party run? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, I can't believe I'm saying this either. But, you know, I, th- <laughs> I think Mitt Romney should be running. I mean, I don't like ideological presidents. I want them to be conservative, but I also want them to be competent. I want them to uh, get the things that they're supposed to administer rather than to try to make law and to have some kind of – you know, to care wow. about the Constitution in some sense. I think we've lost that. Mm-hmm. And neither of these candidates, neither Hillary nor Trump, actually talk about the Constitution in any way that someone who, who actually believes and loves the Constitution would accept as genuine. So I, w- I just want someone like that. And I used to not be crazy about Mitt Romney, but now I think he's actually sort of the perfect kind of consensus candidate that could probably bring together conservatives and, and more moderate forces let me- that don't want Trump. Okay, so hang on. Let me let me stick up for Donald Trump here. 
I don't think that you can, the, Demo, the Republicans can go in. I mean, the time to stop Donald Trump was during the campaign. Mm-hmm. He has won 1237. He has played by the rules. He has played an ugly, dirty game, I think, but he won. Mm-hmm. And he won fair and square. How does the GOP now say, oh, well, we're going to change things and you're not the guy? How does, how does anyone win? You could put almost Jesus in that position because no Democrats are going to necessarily vote for Jesus. And, uh, and the Trump people will be so pissed off that you, you, won't have, you won't have enough votes to coalesce around anyone. So Donald Trump's campaign was all about how Republicans were spineless, cowards, and corrupt. And then when he won, Republicans proved that he was right about everything by running and supporting him, you know, the whole establishment essentially backing him or most of it. There, there is no way they're going to knock him or dislodge him. I, I, I just think that the RNC are a bunch okay. of cowards, and they've always have been. But okay. So you're talking about Romney if he were to run as an independent? Yeah, as a third-party candidate. Yeah. That's, um, a, that's let, the only way to maybe stop Trump. I don't think a third-party candidate can win. Um, Mark Cuban said that gridlock will be a thousand times worse under uh, Hillary Clinton. She keeps tempting me to vote for her. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Good. Good. I know. Good. But you know what the problem with gridlock is? I love it. I think it's great. But the problem is people get very <laughs> frustrated, and I think it has a lot to do with what's happening today. Have, has there been anything that has that that you have thought of that you that you came close that you you know you for a day or 10 minutes you were like I man I don't know because I, I you know David how I feel about Donald Trump mm-hmm. I think that guy is a Latin dictator in the making I think he could nationalize all the banks I think he could suspend uh the you know first amendment for people who don't like him uh we're seeing these tendencies I think he's a very dangerous guy but I will tell you, I look at Hillary Clinton and I'm like, good God almighty, how could, I mean, it's Hillary Clinton. I actually have to turn her off sometimes because I'm being tempted to vote for Trump when she's speaking. You know what I mean? So I don't want to be tempted. So, but doesn't that say something to you? Yeah, it's an unpopularity contest. You've seen the, you've seen the favorability ratings of these people. It's terrible. Everyone hates both of them. It's the worst election ever. And... Um, but you it still is. have to make a rational choice now. This is everything's emotion here. There's anger. There's fake empathy on the left. There's, you know, identity politics. But none of it is about reason or rational thinking. And that's what happens sometimes in a democracy. You know, in, in a we're not a democracy, so, but in democracy. Let me let me play devil's advocate one more time on this. Um, you don't vote for Donald Trump. The the people stay home like me. They stay home or, you know, I will go out and vote. I just I will write somebody in. But uh, I, I will vote for the down ballot. But most people won't. Most people will not pay attention to those constitutionalists that would help us in the Senate and the House. And because of Donald Trump, it looks like, you know, we're going to be losing the Senate for sure and possibly the House to Hillary Clinton. So. Really, you don't stop Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton wins, she also probably has at least the Senate and maybe the House. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's, So then how do you stop her? You have to go out and vote for down-ballot races. I I don't know how you stop... I mean, uh, you know... Mm. There, there is no good answer here. That's the thing. Everyone's like, well, which is the, you know, mm-hmm. they, they both are, they both suck. That's terrible. I mean, there's no good way out of this. So, 
Uh, it also tells us, I think, that a lot of people, or few, far fewer than we think, care as much about the Constitution as we'd hoped or wished, and that we just have to do the best we can, and then you start the fight over again. It's a never-ending fight. It's not like you ever win or lose. You're always losing and winning at the same time, but perhaps losing mostly right now. But you just have to fight back after. I mean, that's how I view it. This is not a good time for America. I mean, you have the two worst candidates running at the same time. There's really no good way out of this. The, the constant fight uh, is a great point to bring up here because one of the things maybe that illustrates this best is, I, I mean, I, if you would have asked me eight years ago if the war on free trade, I mean, if the free trade argument was over, I probably would have said yes. I mean, yeah, it me seemed too. like both sides were like, yeah, we understand so. that free trade is good for the country and the world. Now it's vilified by, by pretty much everybody. Hillary Clinton might be the most conservative on trade. But I do hear that a lot from listeners that say, look, Trump will be good on these trade deals. He's not, we're not going to get screwed anymore. China is going to stop manipulating their currency, all of these things. Can you, can you walk people through why that is not the right idea? <laughs> Protectionism seems to be with us all the time in some sense. I mean, you had Ross Perot, you know, the Buchanan, things of that nature. And, and because there's a real human price for tra- free trade, people lose their jobs when industries go out. I mean, it's creative destruction, all that. I think there's a lack of education on what economics is actually about in this country, but it's also just the sort of human reaction to it. So, you know, you need politicians to make compelling arguments and explain these things, but rather than do that, they always give in to the mob, basically, and tell them what they want to hear. We're going to get jobs back. We're going to get these jobs back. There are robots doing these jobs. We're never getting these jobs back. And that's something hard for, I think, voters to swallow, and it's very hard to explain. And there aren't politicians brave enough or compelling enough to make that case and make them think about the future rather than the past. You know, you can't conserve the past all the time in all things, but uh, there's no one making those arguments, not effectively. Last question. People are listening to you right now who haven't made up their mind or maybe have made up their mind to support Trump. And uh, and maybe some of them reluctantly. I, I can't imagine there's a lot of real big Trump supporters still listening to us, but um, they've made that decision and they thought to their they're listening to you and they're shaking their head and they're like david what could he if if you just agreed that there is a chance that hillary clinton wins and then the democrats win the house and the senate and you yourself just agreed there what you don't know how you stop her at that point what could trump do that would be so much worse than that well, by the way, voting for Trump doesn't ensure that, that you won't lose all those things anyway. I mean, in fact, I think having Trump at the top of the ticket is what's ensuring that that or it doesn't ensure it, but is what's helping that to happen uh, because those candidates have no, you know, they have to answer for Trump all the time. Well, I mean, I can't, what am I, I don't know what to tell them. I, mean, I would tell them that sometimes there's no lesser of two evils and you have to just make a personal choice and do what's best and then fight another day. There's just no way out of this. Like you said before. You had to stop him when you had the primaries, and people were too cowardly, many of them, to do it. And some of the people I used to respect run over and now praise him, and it's cowardly. And I think it tells us that our political system is broken in many ways and has to be fixed, and that starts the day after the election, because at the end, we come out the other side and something new happens, and we have to deal with that. How many people did a percentage of people that you know that you thought were fighting the same fight that you were have you lost? I, I don't have a massive following on Twitter, but I lost a bunch of people. Uh, when I mean, I wrote, people that you—I mean, people that you respected. People I know. 
Yeah. I have family members who are close and I love very much who we're not exactly speaking for a while because we can't get through a conversation right. without yelling at each other. Uh, I don't understand them. I don't understand what's happening. I think I've lost touch with some of my family in America generally on this. And, uh, and I'm trying to figure it out. That's the truth. Yeah, I'm, I, I will tell you that we've lost a lot of uh, – we're, we're more alone than we thought we were. And we thought right. we were pretty alone, but we're more alone than we thought we were. It's, it's kind of a lonely place. And, David, you have been standing from the beginning, and I respect you uh, for that. And thanks for being on the uh, program and, and – uh, and, and answering some tough questions. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for the kind words. Thank you. You bet. When there is a disaster, by the way, that's David Harsani. He is with uh, thefederalist.com. Search out his writings because he's a very deep thinker. He is, he is, he is a, a William F. Buckley of, of our generation where he is part of that brain trust that will reignite the conservative movement again. Um, and just, just really brilliant. Now just this. without the super elitist sounding voice. <laughs> yes. yes. It doesn't sound like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now, and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by Verisign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800. 800- 215-0465. That's 800-215-0465.